Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a good one today. We're going to explore the transformative power of leadership and how you can revolutionize your approach to achieve lasting impact. So let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros! All right, business bros. Today, we have a remarkable guest who's a leadership expert and coach. He's here to share his insight on how to turn obstacles into opportunities on your leadership journey. So he's got a background in mentoring and entrepreneurship. He brings a unique perspective to leadership. And he understands that just like individuals, uh, his men's mentoring program needed to release their baggage to move forward so that leaders can be uh can uh, leaders too can be held back by limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. I mean, I know that for 100% sure. Self-sabotage is a big one. So let's welcome to the show, Mr. Kyle Gillette. All right, Kyle, welcome to the program, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Let's do this thing. All right. First question I always ask is uh, about what you actually do for a living. So everybody who comes on the show is promoting something, trying to get their message out. What is that for you? Yeah, right now I'm in the middle of building a community for Christian business owners, men in particular, that are in that place of feeling lost, feeling a little bit alone, feeling like they're not producing at the level that they can and helping them to get past that point of stuck and get to this new level of success. Because uh, we, I think as men, we all realize that one of the one of the things that's in the way of our success is our lack of connection with other men, our lack of connection with what we are not doing right. And we're blinded by what we're doing wrong because we're too busy just working and doing and doing at home, doing and in life and doing in business. So when you surround yourself with a community of guys that care about that and will support you and help you, your your life and your business get to another level. Dude, you're so right. I mean, um, you know, growing up, I always had the dudes that I would play ball with, uh, dudes that I went to school with. But then I got older and I was focusing my attention on, you know, family and doing those sorts of things. And, you know, that kind of male bond relationship almost disappeared for me for the most part. There's still some guys that I hang out with on time, time from time to time. But I know not having those guys around made a huge difference in my overall mindset um, just on a day-to-day basis. And I didn't quite put my finger on it. So if there's guys out there that are feeling a certain way, um, maybe you can help describe that, that ideal person that you want to work with. When does the guy realize that he's in a funk? Cause oftentimes we, you know, being a dude, you can be alone for a long time and never really realize what you're missing out on. Yeah. Often it happens when you're, when you're dealing with a problem of some sort, and then you realize that you, you are alone. And you're like, I, I don't know who to turn to. This is, this is that point of going, well, I need to make a shift. I need to change my mindset about this because they probably actually do have someone to turn to. They just don't realize it. There is a community out there. There is some people they can connect with. 
uh, they likely have some habits that have put them down this path, right? So for me, I'm looking for those guys that go, all right, my faith isn't where I want it to be. My family isn't where I want it to be. My business isn't where I want it to be. Maybe they're doing good in all those areas, right? But they know there's so much more. There's this different level. There's this different degree. There's this different op- opportunity for them. Uh, I liken it to the idea of, of transformation. I was I was on a car ride home, driving home, and I was going, "What is what is the vision? What is the mission for my business?" And I was listening to you know who Jim Quick is, you know his book. Yeah, yeah, the Mind Guy. Yeah. So I was listening to his book and he's talking about how you need to have a vision. I'm like, I know I do, but I can't freaking figure it out. And so I turn off the, turn off the audio and I just start praying. I'm like, what is the vision? What is the vision? And so then I I hear this help thousands of business owners shift their mindsets and habits so I can transform the hearts because that's what we need in our businesses. We need, we need to be transformed. And that starts in here. It starts in letting go of the baggage, the trash, the garbage that we carry around our heads about who we are as men and who we are as Christians, especially Letting that go, freeing yourself from that, and then you can create from a place of of freedom, create from a place of clarity. And those are the guys I'm looking for, those guys that want that because that type of impact is huge. And no, I, you, I, love, I love to connect with those guys. Yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. Um, and I always find that when connecting with a mentor or finding a, a coach, uh, it, it always helps to know a little bit about their background. Like, like, are you like me, dude? Or do we have similar, similar things in common? Are we even going to jive? So give me a little bit of background history on you. Uh, what's your story? Yeah, so your background looks like California. Am I, am I right about the palm? Oh, place? you're 100%. I'm in San Diego, man. Oh, yeah, that's that's California, the way people picture it. Yeah. <laughs> my California is Central Valley, California by Fresno. Right. So not quite the same picture, but I grew up on an orange farm in the Central Valley. So part of the blue shirt business perspective is the blue collar idea of the way that that you live, the way that you lead, the way that you your word is your bond. Your word is your handshake is the same as signing your name on a contract, that kind of thing. Uh, did that life until I was 18. I worked for my dad during that time frame and then went off to college, got a degree in kinesiology and then went and did uh, mentoring for a young mentoring program. And the guys there were 18 to 25, off track in life, drug and alcohol histories. And so I helped them get their lives back on track. I did that for almost 10 years and then jumped up to the Pacific Northwest. And now we have no palm trees and only pine trees. And they're not really pine trees, but trees that have Pine needles on them, I guess, and uh, a lot of rain, not like San Diego. <laughs> Definitely different. Although we did recently get hit with some rain and some flooding that was not normal for us, but I it happens once in a blue moon. Right. Uh, yeah, we complain about the weather when it gets below 60, you know, and we complain when it gets too hot, like above 80. So, you know, we're a little spoiled here with no humidity, by the way. So we're a little spoiled for sure. Um, but, you know, growing up, uh, you know, having that background of, of how you grew up, having that blue collar background, you you tend to connect with a lot of different people. Um, and as an entrepreneur, especially business owners, uh, we tend to have have an, and make a lot of mistakes along the way. Those mistakes also teach us some things and sometimes they become obstacles that stop us from doing things. What are some, uh, some mistakes you've made along the way that have taught you a lesson? Uh, and what are some mistakes that you see uh, maybe amongst clients or people that you coach that become obstacles that they need to overcome? Yeah, for me, it was not picking a niche soon enough. 
Uh, I didn't I didn't pick who I wanted to focus on soon enough. The other mistakes were the two businesses that I tried to run that failed. <laughs> Those, I when I got out of out of that men's mentoring program, I I tried to start a online personal training business, which really was like either right on the nose of timing when that became a thing or ahead of the curve. So it was a really good idea. But what I didn't do was follow through. I didn't stay committed. I didn't have the passion for it. I didn't have the plan for it. I didn't have all the things that I teach my clients to do and all the things that I do now. Right. So, but I learned that, right. There's no failure. There's only feedback. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what happened for me. I got that feedback and it sucked because it was a lot of time and a lot of money that was, that was wasted that turned into nothing. And then I went ahead and failed again in the next business, which was my real attempt at my real first attempt at doing coaching. And this was a life coaching focus. And I wrote a book and published the book and did all that work. And I did a couple of workshops and the workshops went really well. But then I got scared. Mm. I got scared to do the outreach I needed to do, to, to talk to people I needed to talk to. And I also didn't have a defined niche. And so that one flopped. But I learned a ton about promotion. I learned a ton about websites and marketing. And most importantly, I learned a ton about myself. And after that one, I went into HR for a little bit and then finally started blue shirt coaching and now I'm, you know, rocking and rolling with this thing. So fears, uh, mistakes, those types of things, they can become obstacles, but even success can become an obstacle, yeah. right? Like sometimes you're in business and you realize, Oh man, this is working. And then like you kind of plateau. And oftentimes that plateau happens not necessarily because of the market, but because of the limits that we set on ourselves, that imposter syndrome kind of starts to set in. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your perspective on imposter syndrome and and the barriers that we put in front of ourselves. Yeah, I don't want to forget to answer your second question about um, my clients and what their struggles are. So I'll come back to that one. But but imposter. So I have an. I think if we don't feel like an imposter, then then we're not doing it right. Mm. Ultimately, the the way there's a there's this image that I have on a presentation, and it's five little dice or four, however many it is. It's four. It says, it's like, it says fake and facts. And it's one, oh, there's only one letter that's different in that. And uh, the, it's it's slightly turned. And so it could be either word. And for me, the way that I look at it is, it's, it's, a, it's a fact that if I don't feel like a fake, I'm not going to grow. Right? That's, that's just how it is. I'm not going to grow if I don't feel like a fake. And so okay. the more I pursue things that are out of my comfort zone, like I'm doing right now in my business. Because because last year I hit that plateau. The prior year I had, I grew 50 something percent. The year before that was 30 something percent. The year before that was 40 something percent. I was rocking and rolling in terms of growth. And then then I, I hit this plateau and I, I didn't change much at all. I didn't, I didn't do things that stretched me. I, I worked hard on my, with my clients and I did did the work I needed to do to continue learning, but there wasn't that big stretch until the very end of the year. Very end of the year, I stretched myself pretty heavy. And then that turned into six new clients within six weeks because I pushed myself and put myself out there and I set some goals. And it, it's what I find really incredible. Let me, I'm just going to chat just a little bit longer about this. I've done a lot of marketing stuff. I've done a lot of I've got a lot of help from people on that help that hasn't worked out. <laughs> and, but then I've done a lot of work on myself, growing myself. And I've measured both, right? I've measured 
how much money I've spent on myself and the return I got on that and how much money I've spent on marketing and the return I got on that. To be nice, the return I got on the marketing was close to $40,000 spent on that in, in a four-year window. And for a business like mine, you know, it's, it's a solopreneur business, so it's not huge. And so that's a lot of money. Uh, it was somewhere 20, 20% or so of, of, of the, the revenue. Then you go over to, to the self development that the return on that is, is 15.7 X for me Mm. for every dollar that I spent on directly developing myself, I got $15 and 70 cents back. And I can track it. I can track it. I've traced it and tracked it to know. And it's more now because I did another development thing that was like, it seemed pricey, but then I got six clients out of it. Boom, like that. And I'm getting more clients as as we speak. That's directly connected to it because it's a program that I'm running. So all that to say, when you feel like an imposter, grow yourself because the return on investment is going to be greater than any other investment you make. That and I like that because nobody can take it away from you, right? right? You can find really good talent. Maybe you you find a marketer that's just landing you leads like yep. crazy, but anything can happen. They can get hit by a bus. They can decide they don't want to do it anymore. They can go work for another company. You don't have any control over that. But when you go out and make yourself the asset, all of a sudden, now you can apply these things to a bunch of different areas. One of my mentors always says, there's no such thing as a million dollar idea, only million dollar execution. And I think that's really where it comes down to. It's what you learn is great. Are you implementing what you learn? And even though if it makes you uncomfortable, are you writing it out to make sure that you go to that designated end? And, you know, to, to kind of, you know, piggyback on that a little bit, once you have that uncomfortable situation, you kind of also have a vision of where you want to go. And that is super valuable as well. Cause even though you're uncomfortable, you know where you're going. Can you kind of uh, talk about that vision as, as you were going through this situation where you're learning yourself, where you're taking in this skill set, where you're uncomfortable, yeah. but you knew where you were going. Yeah. So the, I did this two week program and uh, it, you are in the program for two weeks at the hotel training 10 hours a day. It's really intense. And even on the breaks, you're kind of still training because you're interacting with the other people there and learning from one, one another, talking and all that. So it's super, super intense. But the program, by the time you're done with the program, you become master certified in neuro-linguistic program. You become master certified in something called mental emotional release. And you also become master certified in hypnosis. So I can do all those things now. I'm really good at them as well, which was cool to learn because <laughs> you get to practice it like crazy and you get this, you get this encouragement as you go. At the end of it, they teach you this process that you can take people through. And I call it my leadership advantage is what I call the program. But basically people, ch- change has four components to it. And when people set goals and they go to change, they usually do the last two components and they skip the first two. So the last two to do it in reverse order are focus and act. Most of us go, what am I going to focus on? What's my vision? Where do I want to take things? That's wonderful. That's really important to do that. Let's figure that out, right? Then act. Let's take intentional actions. Let's go towards that focus. Okay, great. Let's do that. But the problem is we have this stuff called baggage that we carry around. We carry around this trash in our head and, and it holds us down. My clients have likened it when, when we start talking about, we start working on theirs, they liken it to like, there's this version of themselves that's in the doorway and that version of themselves is in the way. 
And they need to get that version of themselves out of the way so they can walk through that doorway of opportunity walk to that new version of themselves. In fact, a couple clients recently have told me that's their greatest fear to be the, a greater version of themselves. They're afraid of that. Right. I was afraid to accept the, the mission that I have. I was afraid I wasn't worthy of the mission that I have in my life. I know what it is. I just I, I told you about it. Right. But I was afraid of it. And I'm not anymore, but I was afraid of it. And so that's baggage that what does that do? It makes my focus messed up and it makes my actions not the type of actions they should be. So you clear out that baggage, which is that which is the release part, which is step one. And then step two is you can create. The way I liken it is in that baggage is some gold, is some great wisdom and insights. There's parts to those experiences that you've had, the emotional pieces, the limiting belief pieces. There's parts to it that are really, really valuable. So my, my client goes through a struggle with a family member, goes through a struggle with a with an employee, hires the wrong person, fires the wrong person, right? And they're beating the crap out of themselves for it. But if they can learn the lesson from that, let go of the emotion of it, now they have this component right here that they can add to this component right here that they can add to this component right here. And then all of a sudden they have this new idea that they would never have gotten before had they not let go of all this, all the baggage. Mm. And, and then they can walk through that doorway because they've created this new thing and now they can truly act with intention and stay focused. And the classic example of, of how we know that someone's dealing with a lot of baggage is they cannot focus on a single thing. They cannot keep, and I'm not talking ADD. I just mean they can't stay focused in their business or in the work that they do. They're just scattered and starting this project, not completing this project to 100%. They're starting this other project and then letting go of it. It's because they've got baggage over here that's telling them you can't do this. You're, you you got to doubt yourself. You're an imposter, all this stuff. I help them let go of that in eight hours or less. That's that's my work. And that was the stretch that I had to go through and go through the process myself to be able to then offer it to other people from a place of congruency and a place of like passion. Yeah, letting go in eight hours, that's amazing. I mean, to be able to do that kind of work, that NLP work, uh, hypnosis, all those different things are tools that, that people can definitely utilize to get there. Because I know for a fact, that that voice in our head, the one that's telling us that we're incapable or or we we don't deserve it, um, it's trained by a lot of the stuff that we do on a day to day basis. Uh, habits, for example, make a big impact on what's going on in your head. I, I try to implement some at least core habits with with what I do on a daily basis so that I remain focused. Um, I wake up in the morning. My workout is the first thing I do in the morning. I try not to hop on social media. Instead, I play uh, like motivational speeches and stuff while I'm working out just to get my mind in that positive mindset. Uh, at the end of the day, I journal and it's really four topics, which are the core four things that I want to accomplish in the day. What did I do? How did I do during that day? What can I do to improve? And it's just things to keep me focused on on what it is that I want to achieve. Um, does creating habits like that, I mean, it's not going to come in eight hours, uh, obviously, when I'm doing stuff like that, but it helps me maintain some focus. How can people use some of the tools to maybe shrink that time frame if they start to notice, I keep talking to myself in such a negative way, which we kind of all do. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think of a simple one. I, I tend to lean on to this one 
I, I, have, I wrote a book called Right Now Leadership, and in there I talk about 20 habits and 20 mindsets of, of great leaders, of, of the leaders of today that, that we need to have as, as leaders of today, these, these habits and mindsets. And in the self-awareness section of the book, I talk about journaling and also silence. And I'm going to talk about them both. Usually I just talk about journaling, but I want to talk about silence too. Journaling is three-dimensional thinking is the way I like to describe it. Because if if every day after work you went and talked to the light post about how your day went, you'd be you would be more effective when you got home. You'd be less stressed the moment you step got into your vehicle to drive home. You would be more effective the next day just because you talked to a light post. <laughs> right? That journal is a light post. That journal is just this this object that you get to dump onto. But what's better than it, what's better about a journal than a light post is it reads it back to you. What I mean by that is I journal every day, every, every morning, actually I get up five 30 part of my routine is journaling. And so I'm writing down really whatever I, I, I don't have a very specific pattern to it, but I'm writing down things that are on my heart, my mind. When I go back the next day or the next week to look at what I wrote, that's where my three dimensional thinking comes in because in my head, you and I are two dimensional right now. We're just, we're hearing our own voice. Like you're thinking about what you want to say in return to me, or you're thinking about what I'm saying to you, whatever. That's, it's a two dimensional thing happening, but you write it down and now we're disassociated. And so we see the problem from a new angle, or we see the, the thing we're grateful about from a new angle or the opportunity from a new angle, whatever it is in that journal. Now you're disassociated. And so much of the time, if you want to get fast, if you want to get somewhere faster with habits and mindsets and goals, we have to disassociate. And for those that don't know what that word means, or maybe it means something different to you than it does me, disassociate means watching your life like a movie. So you're seeing your life like a movie. So you see yourself in it. Instead of looking at everything through your own eyes, you're seeing yourself in the movie. And that changes things. If you've ever heard yourself speak before, watched a video of yourself speaking, you people know what I'm talking about. You see yourself on a home video or on any of your videos on, on your phone, you sound different. You don't look like you think you look. Mm-hmm. And you were maybe sometimes we're slightly embarrassed. Well, when we disassociate in our unconscious mind about life situations, it gives us a new angle, a third dimension on how we see ourselves. And then we can adjust our habits and our mindsets so much faster. And the technical way to do it, the process I walk my clients through is, is we walk them into those experiences in the past. And then they can let go of the things that are holding them back from those past experiences. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, but ultimately, you're, you're watching yourself in a movie and that unlocks so much. Let me ask you, man, because I, I noticed that I, two things that came to mind when you were talking about journaling for me personally. Um, one is my journals tend to be very repetitive a lot. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things that I say over and over and over again. Um, and number two is... I don't go back and read them very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and now that you're kind of talking about it, I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe I should. I don't. Um, but should I be doing that? Uh, yes, I think so. I think you get to see the progress you've made. I sometimes will go back at the, the often. I go back to like uh, January first. You know, the first of the year. I usually go back and look at one, two, three, four years back because I've been journaling since I was 16. So I've got you know a couple decades. Yeah. <laughs> and I do it digitally now. So I've got, I think almost a decade worth of digital journals too. So that's, that's great. It's like 
three something thousand entries. So I can look at all those entries and then I search for specific terms. So if I'm dealing with some sort of a specific problem in my life, then I type that term in and then I can find it real easy and see how I dealt with it before, how my attitude has changed about it. What kind of gratitude do I have towards the situation? So I recommend digital for one thing because search you can search digital notes way easier, obviously. And, and second, you get to see the progress. When you look back, you get to see the progress. So, you know, maybe just take a note for yourself that once every other week, you look back and go, okay, what's happened? What What's changed in the last month or even a year ago today? You get to, you get to look at it. And that can be, that can be a lot of fun is to go, what happened a year ago today? And just look at it and go, wow, huh? That's what I was dealing with her. Well, that's pretty cool. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, w I'm going to get in the habit of doing that because I, I agree. I, I, when I do read back and I'm like, Oh, I remember thinking about that. I did that recently at the beginning of the year because finished the journal. So I put it with the stack of the other journals that I already had. So I busted a couple of them out and I'm reading through it. And I was like, I remember when I had that idea and now it, look at it. I like, I have it. It's actually implemented. Yeah. It, it exists. So to, to watch it like a movie, I think is, is like you said, is vitally important. And I know when I did my last uh, iOS update, it plopped the journal app right on my right. phone. Right. So I'm probably going to start using that as well. Man, Kyle, you dropped uh, some great knowledge today. If people want to reach out, they want to find out more about working with you, what it is that you do, how can they do that? Yep, go to blueshirtcoaching.com. And you can also find me on socials under that name as well. Blueshirtcoaching.com. And what happens if they reach out to you? What can, I, what can they expect? Yeah, so for me, I, I don't want to work with anybody unless they get an experience with me. Right. So when, when someone connects with me, one of the first things I do is I have a conversation, just a networking conversation. How's it going? Who are you? This is who I am. We talk, get to know each other, build some rapport. And then if it looks like we could be a fit, I offer a, an hour long free coaching call because I want them to know what it would actually be like to work with me. Cause I can't expect you to spend a few thousand dollars after spending an hour with me or 30 minutes with me. I need you to experience what I do. Right. So you get to try it before you buy it. And then and then from there, we, we go and make sure it's a fit and we go from there. So perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, blueshirtcoaching.com. Blueshirtcoaching.com is the website. And like you heard from Kyle today, there's a lot of different things that, you know, guys can can benefit from been, when working with other guys, being part of a community like that, learning from each other, even just supporting each other. So you spend a lot of alone time as a dude, but believe me, like you need that camaraderie. It's, it's, it's gotta be uh, something that's part of your everyday life. And Kyle's offering that opportunity. And like any other mentor, like I tell you, when you meet coaches, have a conversation with them. You never know if you're going to connect, if it's going to work out until you do that thing first. So blue coaching, blue shirt, coaching.com, blue shirt, coaching.com. Kyle, go for it. Last, uh, final notes before yeah. we head out. One more thing. Uh, if you go to blueshirtcoaching.com slash community, you can learn more specifically about the community. Perfect. There you go. Community. And at the end of the day, I've talked to, you know, you're almost episode 1295. I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and almost all of them say the same thing. Relationships are what bring the success. Yep. So find that community, work together, reach out to Kyle, blueshirtcoaching.com. Kyle, thank you very much for being on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you guys today. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. 
we can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.